0: TALK RADIO
1: Good morning, this is Get Your Kids Back Now. This show is dedicated to keeping families together and to fighting the tyranny of CPS and DCFS social workers. The secondary purpose of the show is to educate parents, and relatives, or to at least show them where to get the necessary information for their fight. Let well, us unite, vote, and elect those who will make the necessary changes. Good morning. This is Attorney Vince Davis, and you you are on Get Your Kids Back Now. Uh, today's show, I'm going to be talking about a couple topics and, of course, taking calls from our live audience If you want to call in and tell your story, we don't use names, call in at, um, oh, I forget the call-in number, 646-668-8791. That's 646-668-8791, and you can get in our queue. I want to talk today about something that I came across yesterday in talking to several clients, and that was a subject that's near and dear to my heart. And that's a relative placement. The rule is that you have to get placed early and as soon as possible, because what will happen is, even though you're a relative, but as the glue's on, the social worker and the minors' attorney may try to keep the child away from you, even though you're a relative. The argument that's generally used is that, well we have waited too long. The child has grown attached or developed a bond with the foster parent, and we're going to recommend that the child be adopted by the foster parent. Um, this week, well, basically in the last couple of days, I've gotten three or four calls where this scenario has come up. And I'm going to tell you what I told these potential clients, what they should do. But first I want to tell you, when a case first opens in the juvenile dependency courts here in California, and probably in every state in the country, <clears throat> the social workers are supposed to notify you um, that the child or children are in foster care. Yes, even though you're a relative, you're supposed to receive notice. And tell you, in most of the cases I'm involved with, that rarely happens. I'm not sure why, but it rarely happens. As a matter of fact, the social workers are supposed to do an investigation, find relatives, and report back to the court about relatives who could possibly take these children who are in foster care. And I'm on a lot of cases. Um, here in my office, we have 15, so 14 attorneys, but I I'm not familiar with this happening on every case when the child goes into foster care. And as a matter of fact, I was talking to someone from Orange County yesterday, and it seemed from the story that I was told that the Orange County social workers were trying to fight against relative placement for a six-month-old baby and keep the child in foster care, uh, which just amazed me. And it was at the beginning of the case. So fight early, request early. Don't just assume that the social worker is going to do the right thing. A lot of times they do. A lot of times they don't. So you want to take affirmative steps the child placed in foster care, excuse me, placed in relative care in your home. One of the first things that you need to do is you need to document everything. So a lot of people just call and leave messages and chit-chat with the social worker over the telephone. Don't do that send emails, send letters, send faxes, document everything. Next thing you should do is Google California Welfare and Institutions Code section 309. Now Google knows all. So you, you Google that section and you read it. And when you read it, you will come to an understanding probably that children must be placed with relatives. And that's the understanding that I have when I read that section but yet that's not what always happens in the courtroom. As a matter of fact, let me give you an example. Child is taken away from young parents, 21 and 20, um, because of alleged drug abuse. Uh, The child's a newborn, and the parents become so embarrassed about their situation that they refuse to tell the social worker of any relatives, or they say they don't have any relatives, because they figure that they can do the drug testing and the drug counseling and the parenting classes and get the child back within, you know, three to six months. What inevitably happens is, you know, drug drug, uh, or substance abuse is, you know, a disease, and they are not able to kick this habit. And as time goes on, um, the child is placed in a foster home and growing closer and closer and closer to the foster parent, who's raising them as their own child. Then what usually happens right before the 12 month date or right after the 12 month date, uh, when they lose their reunification services, uh, they give me a call and a relative gives me a call and says, hey, Mr. Davis, I just found out that my grandchild is in foster care in Los Angeles County. I want the child placed with me. My first question is, well, when did the case start? When did you first find out about it? When did you first talk to the social worker? And inevitably, the answer is, well, I just talked to the social worker, and we're 12 or 13 months into the case, and the social worker doesn't want to give me the child because the social worker says the child is bonded emotionally and physically with the foster parent, and it will be detrimental to move the child. Now, a lot of people think at this point in time that the law says the child must be placed with the relative. Well, that's what the law is at the beginning of the case. As the case goes across or progresses in time, that law gets less and less and less effective for the relative who wants placement of the child. And then they have to hire an attorney. They have to make all set sorts of motions. For example, uh, a de facto motion under Charles S., a petition, immediate petition to have the child placed with them, perhaps a petition to disclose records so they can find out about the case. Uh, there's just a lot of things, and there's going to probably be a lot of people in the case who are going to fight them. For example, the social worker and his or her attorney. Maybe the minor's attorney who's not real strong on relative placement, especially after the child has been there a year and developed psychological and physical bonds with foster parents will probably be against you. In one of the cases that I mentioned earlier, um, it was the maternal grandmother. And the father and his family were fighting placement with the maternal grandmother, even though they didn't have the child. They just didn't want to see the maternal side of the family get the child. You know, I, I don't know what to say about that, but those things happen. So people, the longer you wait, the longer you the more people are going to fight against you and the more ammunition you're going to have. Don't wait to get these children placed with you. If you have any questions or are specific case, call in to the radio show. Call me at my office to get free consultations. My number is 888-888-6582. Right now, I'm going to take our first call. It's from area code 310 ending in 50. Good morning. You're on with attorney Vince Davis.
0: Good morning. How are you?
1: I'm doing good. How are you doing?
0: I am well and trying to hang in there.
1: Did you have a story to tell or a question to ask?
0: I have um, both, and also I, I need help. Uh, my daughter was was removed from me um, from my my home on May 23rd uh, with accusations of medical neglect where my daughter was born with a thyroid goiter. Uh, Therefore, every 6 to 12 months, um, she needs um, a blood test to make sure that it's still normal, that uh, there are still no, no Uh, symptoms yet to address Uh, in 2016 2016 I moved to Texas and a a month prior to that I was supposed to take her to the um, to the specialist for the uh, for the test I was in the process of moving to Texas because um, other situations Um, while in Texas I took her to the doctor uh, six months after, the, after being in Texas, I moved back to California, and I had the Medi-Cal up and down, and still while in Texas, those results came out negative, and still I was told, keep an eye on it for additional, um, if any symptoms were to come up, to take her to her pediatrician. So far, up to now, no symptoms, but yet I am being accused of medical neglect, because she went through a period of 12 months without seeing a specialist, although during that time she did see the doctor in Texas, and the tests were performed, and the results were negative. Um, So this March, I'm sorry, this May 23rd, they still removed my daughter from the home. And the following week, we had court, and I was, um, they gave me unlimited, unmonitored visits. So I am seeing my daughter every day. She was placed with my son. Uh, we just had the second court this, this week on Wednesday. And they are trying to, they said in two more months, we're going to have another court, but they still will not give me my daughter and, um, I I read in one of the papers from the social worker that it might take until December. And it's starting to affect my daughter a lot, having, she's 10 years old, being taken from her home, her mother, uh, her pets, her bed, her life, her lifestyle, her routine, her constant interactions at bedtime with me, with me reading to her or playing, um, my son lives tw- it's a twenty five minute drive, so every day pick her up from there and take her. My car is not in the best condition I'm a single parent on a minimum wage um, uh, on minimum minimum wage job, working thirty hours a week so that I can be with my daughter, and it's affecting us. In every single way, my son's car broke down on the way back from court on Wednesday. It's putting so much pressure in every sense of the word on us, and I am being accused with lie after lie after lie after lie. They won't look at the proof that I did take her to the doctor, and the accusation says that my daughter was hospitalized in 2016 and that I did not follow up with the doctor, and my daughter was never, has never once, 10 years of life, been hospitalized. Yet this is what was taken to court. Um, and they will not look at the paperwork, the proof, everything that I have from her pediatrician, from doctors, that she has been seen and that there is no, There are no symptoms of the thyroid to be addressed. She does not require medication. She's a perfectly healthy child other than the fact that she does not eat meat by her own decision, by her own refusing to eat meat since she was four years old. So I have to make sure that when I cook for her, whatever I feed her is Healthy, and she's getting all the nutrition she needs from the protein and the fiber and the and the iron. And 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 um, does not eat meat. She's perfectly healthy. She's an excellent swimmer, um, very active, healthy, happy, friendly child. Um, she's doing excellent in school. Um. And now that she's going to start school in, in August and she's living 25 minutes away and
1: <sighs> it,
0: um, and attorneys, the um, what are they, the uh, public defenders in the courts that they assign to her or to me, I see that they are just pretty much seed warmers in the court, pretty much just passing the word along that I just heard from the judge, which is the decision that the social worker has made for my child, for us, for my family. Um, And like I said, some very, very, very untrue, ugly accusations. Um, And I don't understand how someone can get away with taking lies to court and getting away with it. uh, Can I ask you a couple um, questions?
1: Sure. You said that your child was taken away. By the way, do you have a pen and a piece of paper?
0: I do. Yes, I do.
1: Okay. So you said that your child was taken away in May 23, 2018, and that your second court date was just this week? Yes. Is that what? Okay. Are you sure that that... um, that's way more time than is allowed under the law to have passed this your second court date was this week
0: yes it was this week it was on the um on the 11th which was wednesday the 11th july 11th
1: um where is your case what county
0: it's in la county in the, so Torrance, the- in the
1: department of Torrance. You said in Torrance, the court is the, yes. the only courts they have in, in uh, children's court are in Monterey Park and Lancaster.
0: Yes, yes, I'm sorry. That's it's in uh, Monterey Park. That was the court. I'm sorry. It, the department is taking care of the cases in Torrance. That's what I meant.
1: Okay. What, what happened at the last court date? Did you have a trial?
0: Yes, a trial. I'm not too sh- I'm not too familiar with the court terms, but yes, from what I understand, that's what it was. It was a trial. Um, I was not allowed to speak. It was very short.
1: Mm-hmm. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Sure. So you didn't testify?
0: No. No.
1: Did you win or lose the trial?
0: A very. They still have my child. My child. She's still placed with my son. They.
1: Still- okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm asking you. Well, if you don't know, tell me you don't know.
0: Um, I I'm don't know. I'm asking you
1: a very specific. Okay. Um, and you it's don't know what changed. the next court is. You don't the know what the court, next court date is.
0: Yes, it's going to be August fourth.
1: Or what weeks. though?
0: Eight weeks. I'm sorry. For, what? Um, that's what I don't understand. I don't. They said that they need additional. Proof that my daughter is being taken to the doctor. I said, well, how to prove that if she has no appointments from here, then her next appointment is going to be in December. And you won't even okay. look at the paperwork that I have now. Uh huh.
1: Okay. So have you been getting copies of your minute orders from the clerk's office mailed to you?
0: No, I have nothing has been mailed. I did ask the social worker for the first minute order, and from what I see, the minute order says that it's supposed to be five pages, and she only gave me three. It says page one page of five, three of five, and five
1: of five. Okay, so what I want you to do is I want you to take your California driver's license or California ID and go to the second uh-huh. floor of that courthouse, to the clerk's office. Tell them the you want a copy floor. of all. Yeah, clerk's office, second floor. Tell them you want a copy of all of your minute orders.
0: All minute orders. Mm-hmm.
1: The second thing I and want you, you to do is I want you to. Mm-hmm. The second thing I want you to do is email your attorney. Uh-huh. And ask him or ask him or her for copies of all the petition and all social worker reports. That have been filed okay. in your case thus far, and so ask him or her hurt, mm-hmm. ask the attorney, to email them to you. You're going to email okay. your attorney, and you want them to provide everything by email to you. Okay. 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 Then, then I want you to call my office, eight 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 six six five eight two triple eight triple eight 6582, and make an appointment to come see me for free so I can review your case and give you a consultation and explain to you what's going on in your case. I would okay. suggest that you get these copies on Monday and you come early next week. Don't wait. The longer you wait, uh, the worse things are probably going to work out for you. Okay. Okay. All right?
0: No. so okay. you have to No, what a question. You have to tell Uh huh. Uh -huh. Um, when you said uh, to the clerk uh, to get all copies of them of all the minute orders uh, this is for that same court right go to the same children's court is that right
1: absolutely yeah 201 center plus drive monterey park 9175 correct
0: right okay and um and call you as soon as i have everything and you said to make an appointment
1: Yes, you'll call call that telephone number, one of my receptionists will answer, tell them that we spoke on the radio and that I wanted you to make an appointment, and you'll make the appointment, and you'll just come in and see me. Hopefully, it'll be next week.
0: Yes, I will definitely do that.
1: Thank you so much. Because it's a shame your child was taken from you, and you you have no clue what's going on, and that means somebody didn't explain some things to you that you were supposed to have been explained. So I want to help you out with that, Okay.
0: Thank you very much.
1: Thank you Thank for calling, you. and
0: um, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you very much for taking okay. my call. Have a nice day.
1: All right. Bye-bye. So, I get a lot of calls like that where people um, really don't know what's going on in their case, and I'm not sure why that's happening. Um, I'm not pointing the fingers at anyone, but uh, I get a lot of calls. So. If you really want to know what's going on in your case, um, go to the courthouse, get a copy of all your minute orders, and ask the attorney to email you a copy of your entire file. Um, the clerk of the Superior Court, not the social worker, is supposed to mail you a copy of every minute order. So if that's not happening in your case, I'd like to know. Um, you can... Just shoot me an email and say, hey, I've never gotten a copy of my minute orders or, hey, I get copies of my minute orders sometime. Or let me know if you get copies of the minute orders from every hearing that you go to. Email me at v.davis at vincentwdavis.com. I'd be interested in the audience that's listening who actually gets copies of minute orders mailed to them. I'm going to take my next call. It's from area code 979, ending in 03. Good morning. You're on with Attorney Vince Davis. Did you have a story to tell or a question to ask? Both. Go for it.
2: Hi. Um, I was um, in the hospital with my daughter. Um, I actually came home, and then I went to a doctor, and they sent me to um, Children's Hospital. And I was in there for like three or four days. That Friday, CPS came in there that evening after 5 o'clock. And the case, uh, the uh, investigator asked me, was I retarded? And I said, no, why? Well, you get a Social Security check. Okay. So then um, she had asked me that I had any family to come get my daughter. And I called my cousin. She told them that. She's already in uh in custody, okay. Um, so I left the hospital, but then when we went to court and the court gave they gave me their documents, the um investigator wrote that I choked my daughter in the hospital.
1: Right you what? Right
2: beside her. I choked my daughter right beside her.
1: Choked your daughter?
2: Yeah, that's what she had told the judge. Okay. That's why they got a remote, uh, removal. So I was like, really? Okay. Um, of course, I did not know that until after I, uh, I had got the papers from the courthouse. Then um, then they said that, um, see my daughter? But then everything came back that I wasn't. Now they're that they got uh, reason to believe that I'm mentally uh, um, unstable which I already had went to the doctor, and they said I wasn't. So, but now they're not trying to get my daughter back. They said that wasn't good enough.
1: What state are you in? Texas. Okay. And what city or county is your case in Texas?
2: Dallas County.
1: Okay. And do you have a court-appointed attorney or a private attorney? How many hearings have you gone to?
2: Um, I actually only went to one and um and that was like the one who was telling me what I had to do and the other one was a status hearing which which the uh, judge didn't even hear anything. She's like, Well you have to um she's like you have to uh, uh have a safe life for your daughter. I was like, Okay you know, and I walked out the courtroom because She didn't say anything, but I've been doing everything I'm supposed to do, and yet they're treating me like I'm a hard criminal.
1: Do you have it? Is your child placed with relatives?
2: Yes, sir. She is uh, placed with my cousin them, but I only get to see her once a week because they they're like over there all the time, and I'm uh, parenting classes. I graduate Thursday from parenting classes.
1: And then they when have me going to
2: this counselor that they work with.
1: When is your next court date?
2: Um, 9 to September.
1: Okay. Do you have a pen? I'm going to give you some information, okay?
2: Okay. Because I don't get anything from the courts. <laughs> I heard the last case. I don't get anything from the courts. I don't get anything like that. I'm like, uh, seriously?
1: Are you getting the pen and piece of paper? Okay. Okay. I'm ready. So the first thing I want the first thing I want you to do is I want you to email your attorney and ask him or her to have a meeting with you so that you can be explained what's going on in the case and what you need to do to specifically do to get your children or your child back that's number one okay okay number two when before you go to that meeting um, I want you to go to the courthouse to the clerk's office and get copies of all the minute orders so that you can take those minute orders when you meet with your attorney just in case the attorney doesn't have copies of them okay now, when you leave the attorney's office, you need to know a list of things, three, four, five things, whatever they are, that you need to specifically do in order to get your child back. Now let me tell you some of the things that you might have to be might have to do. You might have to complete a parenting class. You might have right, to complete and that's some type what of I'm psych- doing. You might have to complete some type of psychological examination. You might have mm-hmm. to uh, do some. You might have to do some type of mental health counseling. They might have mm-hmm. ordered, you know, to, ordered you to do uh, drug testing or drug abuse uh, program.
2: No. You know. No, because I'm not okay. on drugs. No, did drugs.
1: Okay, but the point I'm making is there's a list of things that the judge has ordered to, for you to do to right. get your child. Right. And they told to me to do
2: parenting classes and a psychologist test, and, both, and I did both of. them.
1: Okay. So if you've done both of them, you need to get a certificate or a letter of completion from your parenting class, show that to your attorney, and you need to get the results of the psychological evaluation and show that to your attorney.
2: Well, because I but CPS said that that wasn't enough because they believe that something wrong with me. But I'm like, uh, how would you feel if I said up there, way, I give you your child if you do A, B, and C. You've done A, B, and C. But then when you come back to me, oh, you got to go do... A, B, C, D, E, F, G.
1: Well, you need to discuss that with your attorney. Um, I'm licensed to practice law in California. I'm not licensed to practice in Texas. However, you know, things are generally the same, and you need to talk to your attorney and get some advice under Texas law about what you can do and you can't do in your situation. I know in California, um, sometimes social workers tell you to do extra stuff after you've completed what you've already done. And in a lot of cases, the the things that the social workers are trying to add on to the case plan, you know, aren't valid. So you you need to talk to your, your attorney, the Texas attorney, to make sure that that can't happen to you. And... There might be even something that you can file to try to get the child back now uh, or get you more visitation, more liberalized visitation, overnight visitation. Um, because in California, they have a mechanism called the 388 petition. And I'm familiar with some. a few other states around the country have something similar, and I would bet Texas has something similar where you can file something and say, hey, judge, I've done everything return the child to me now instead of waiting till September, or give me more visitation, or give me unmonitored visits, or give me overnight visits, you know, once or twice or three times a week. So that's something that you should look into and you should speak with your attorney. Um, a lot, most of your communications with your attorney, in my opinion, um, should be in email in a form of writing so that you can document everything and then when you go meet with the attorney, make sure you take notes. Make sure you um, write down whatever she or he says about what you have to do with the case. Um, there, there's something that I want to tell you. I've been telling this to a lot of my clients lately. You know, what you believe is justice is not necessarily justice. Real justice is based upon laws, appellate cases, Supreme Court cases, and court rules. And I would you know, probably better unless you're a lawyer, you probably don't know what those rules are. So you need to find out what the rules are, and you need to find out what you need to do to satisfy those rules so you can get your child back. And you can only do that by talking to your attorney or talking to another competent attorney there in Texas or in Dallas, the Dallas area. Um, that
2: well, when I call, they all say, well, we can't help because that's, that's state territory. We cannot help you.
1: Okay, I, I didn't hear what you first said they, When you called I
2: said when I called the other attorneys They said, well, we can't help Because that's got to deal with CPS And then the ones that are family law They don't help because I don't have the $5,000
1: Okay So what you want to do Is you want to Google, write this down P.S. Defense Attorney Dallas, Texas C.P.S. Defense Attorney Dallas, Texas. And okay. then when you go when you find when you find the names you want to call and you wanna make an appointment for a free consultation. But you told me earlier you have a court appointed attorney. Why don't you call that attorney?
2: Because when I do call her, she a lot of times don't answer or when I email her, a lot of times she don't answer. And I'm not understanding. And only time that, uh, like now, um, I have a counselor that CPS is literally working with. That means whatever my caseworker wants me to go do, they had it where the um, the judge says, well, you got to go do this, 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 and whatever is recommended. That means that counselor, whatever that counselor says I have to go do, I have to go do it. And that's going through the CPS caseworker.
1: Okay. Are you able to email your attorney and ask her for a meeting, a sit-down meeting? Uh, yes. So that's what I want you to do. And then next week, next Saturday, I want you to call in, and I want you to tell, give me progress or an update on your communication with your attorney and what you've learned about what you have to do or what you can do to get your child back. Is that fair? Okay. All right. I want to thank you very much for calling. In. Thank you. Yet again,
3: another
1: yet again another person who does not understand what's going on in their case and what they need, what they need to do uh, to get the child back. And, and this lady was from Dallas, Texas, so it's not unique to California. It's happening all over the country. I'm going to take another call, area code 805, ending in 08. Good morning. Your Honor. Hi, on with Vince Davis. Did you have Hi, a story hello? to
3: tell or a question? Uh, hello. Can you, can you hear me? Loud and clear. Hi, Vincent. Uh, my name is Jeff Good. I don't know if you uh, remember me. Um, I had a – oh, I have a CPS case in Virginia. Um. I I, um, I fought it all the way, and right now I'm at the appeal state, um, where they denied my appeal, and they, baby, uh, it, 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 what do they call it? Well, they're appealing the appeal, but um, uh, throughout the entire process, like I, I did exactly what you told me. You know, I videotaped them, you know, like at the front door, this all started because of, uh, a social worker came to my front door. I was doing dishes, and uh, she demanded. That you know, I signed a, a medical release form. So I I did wh- what you, you what know, your website said to do, you know, you know like I I showed her my son, and, and you can hear it on tape. Um, actually I have it right here. Um, this is it.
2: Okay. Uh-huh.
3: Hey, can, uh, can you hear that? Oh. It's, no, uh, I lost, I was, I was I was playing the recording of uh, uh, what I have of the initial uh, visit of the uh, social worker, Casey Gilbert. Okay, um, okay so I don't
1: um, want you to play any recordings. I want you to tell me a story or ask me questions.
3: Okay, uh, um, uh, Vincent, I did everything by the book to protect my family. You know, I, have, I have them uh, um, with no warrant, and, and uh, they're breaking entering into my, my mom's room. And um, they, they took my son uh, – they, they took photographs of everything but my son's room. Uh, they, they, they took a photograph of, like, the back of a closet and said, that's where you stayed at. <laughs> they took my medications that are prescribed to me, and, and she, she lined them up at the edge of the uh, the counter. She moved them and took photographs and, and said that th- that's how she found them, within reach of, of the child. Um, all these lives, like, you know <laughs> – and I cannot believe – they just flew. They just, um, um, you know, were cool in court. The judge didn't correct me like that. I have the supervisor of uh, my CPS case. She she went on my Facebook and she wrote um, confidential information. Uh, um, basically, she said, "Well, uh, you and your wife were probably high as a fact, and that's why um, uh, you're so taken away." I I uh, I traced her email down back to uh, her husband's account, and, and they're married. And I, I tried reporting her. And her best friend came down and posed as one of, one of the uh, the state um, internal affairs, because I, I I dialed on the back of the pamphlet, you know. If you want to report somebody, dial this number, and they told me to hold on. Don't talk to any of your workers. We will talk to you. We'll, we'll, come, we'll come find you. And somehow they get, she got a whiff of it. Her name is Marcella. And she came down and, and it called me and said, bring all your proof. And she lured me and, and said, like, um, well, I asked her, are you one of the inv- investigators? And she's like, um, don't worry, I, I had things like, these, like, like this all the time, and she got me a sign a form calling out the real uh, uh, investigators, basically saying like, uh, um, I'm sorry, I, uh, I'm not in the right state of mind, and I must, I must have been, um, uh, what we got? I must have been um, mistaken. Visit all this stuff, all this proof, and none of it got used in my case. This is ridiculous, and, and, and the stories I hear on your show, great show by the way, it's. All the same thing happening. to All, all <laughs> you know, the, the medical neglect. You know, the lawyers saying no. You know, you're the only lawyer that, that I came across that actually would stand up and, and like you know, like wait, we, we handle criminal too. Like you know, like um, you are you are you were a great uh, breath of fresh air. Uh, I say by the way, but um, yeah, they they took my son. They Thank denied my, my aunt Barbara a uh, placement. Now, now, she she's my aunt. She's blood relative. She came in there at the at the family team meeting. But he was already given away to a foster family that, um, that what do you call it, um, uh, had dibs on a first. Like, um I, I, I uh, me and my wife, um, my son was taken at, at birth at, from the NICU. um being, you know, like ahead of myself here. But when my son was first born, he, he was taken right away for, uh, uh, by CPS. Me and my wife struggled, and, and, and we did every class, everything they could have asked, you know, like, just to cram it down their throats, you know, like – you know, like they said uh, there was a chance to get your son back. Well, we're going to make them give our son back by doing every class they could possibly think of. And, and yeah, we, we won our son back. And, and the foster mom was, was crying. She was like, you weren't supposed to be the bypass. And, like, it was disgusting how much we had to put through. But it, it really felt like they stole my son and they, they didn't want us to win. Now, let's it a months. Hold on, hold, on. hold on a second.
1: Hold on. Did you get yeah. your son back?
3: Yes. The first right? time around, yes. Yes, I I did. We 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 beat by that. The, the case was closed. Yes, and then my 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 mother got sick on the couch. She had a brain aneurysm, and and she she came back. To, um, oh, she almost died, and uh, she came back from her rehab, learned how to walk, and she had to stay in, in the living room because it's easier for her to use the restroom there, you know, unless unless little walk. So I was sitting here in the living room, and so that day. Again, when Casey Gilbert knocked on my friend' door, you, you know, like um, I, I anticipated further CPS uh, harassment. So you know, I, I I find your website. I found like um, you know, like what to do when they come knocking. And I record the whole thing. And um, yeah, and she, she uh, um, she knocks and she she says, "Well, um, oh, I'm here to investigate medical neglect and so 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 and and, y- and yada yada." And my, my wife comes out and I I bring my son and I, I show her my son's fine from my side of the door. You know, you know, I, I go as far as to lift the shirt, show these little no bruises, and um, and she she was all ready to go. And then she's like, "Okay, well, we, we uh, do you mind signing a, a a medical release form?" And I probably said, "I'd rather not." And that was the recording. I was trying to uh, to play for you right now, but um, so so then um, she storms off yelling uh, in front of my my neighbor's house. And my wife runs out. She caves in and she shows her the only paperwork that we have uh, of him going to the doctors. You know, we told her like uh, we just. Change doctors from um, like Simi Valley, which is like two hours away, down here to Oxnard. So my wife runs out there, and um, she says, well, how do I know this is real? Uh, the investigator says that. How do I know, I know this is real? As far as I you know, you fake this. Well, uh, we'll be having a team meeting uh, next week. And she, the investigator walks off. And my wife tells me this. I'm like, okay, well, crisis averted for a week. You know, like, I get back to doing ditches and start starting dinner. Next thing you know, I have a knock at the front door with uh, eight armed police officers and I have all it's recorded too now like (laughs) I had very high blood pressure like you know like it's stated in my doctor's notes keep calm you know try to relax but when they all showed up right there like my my home was was like taken hostage they walked in without a warrant the warrant was signed for the next day how does that even work she had no warrant when we asked for it nobody produced it and it was signed for the next day and she stolen the castle the cops, even, the cop, the cops uh, I believe, even knew at a point that they were duped and they were in trouble. You know, uh, um, one even try to warn me, like, hey, you know you're supposed to get a warrant. Um, um, did she give you a warrant? Uh, then, he, then he points to his buddies and his friends, hey, did any of you guys get a warrant? I was just too stupid at the time to freaking, like, uh, um, I was listening to my, my, my son crying in the back room and, and my wife being forced into a confession. Like, she, oh, she was, my wife was denied to use the restroom even. I had this on tape. And, and video, um, she was denied uh, uh, to uh, to use her own restroom and, and to hold her own, own pee, and then taken out there. And, and, and we kept telling her, my son can jump out of his crib and break his neck, and uh, and he was left back there for a whole hour. I have all of sudden video too. And uh, they kept saying it's up to the social worker. Now, over an hour goes by. My son's in his room, his room alone, by himself. He can literally jump out and break his neck. Like he was, you know, he's at the age. And uh, all I can hear is uh, um, uh, my wife and, uh, and the investigator, Casey Gilbert, and she's having, having a blast. Like, you know, like, just say you're on drugs. Just say you're on drugs so we can all go home. You know, I'm sick of your shit. I've been here. Oh, sorry, I cursed. Um, I- I'm sick of your stuff. I- I- I've been here for four hours already. Just say that you're high, and we-, we can all go home, and you can see your son. And, you know, it's very clear. This It felt like a hostage situation, you know, like, you know. <laughs> You know, it, I was like petrified. Like at that point, he says in, in the police report, I, "I, I, my blood pressure got so high that um, when, when it gets that high, uh, it's hard for me to, um, uh, yeah, I, I, I become uh, incoherent. I, I take beta blockers for it, but at the time, um, the psychiatrist that the that CPS referred me to for the for the first um, 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 case." Um, well, that's a whole other story. Um, at, the, at the time, I was, I, was, I was seeking a second opinion over the whole matter because they basically flooded my system full of drugs uh, and, and psych meds. And then I found a real, a real psychiatrist who said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! All these meds you're taking are extremely dangerous. Who told you to take these meds?" So, and, and that was CBS's advice. You know, like do whatever the doctor says, and you know, and okay. So that was at, at a, a point when I was I was trying to wean off the psych meds. You know, but, but I was never a deep threat. Yeah, that, but um, uh, but but most importantly, my high blood pressure meds <laughs> were still in the works. Like uh, I, I guess coming off um, uh, are you familiar with uh, Wellbutrin? It, it's a very common uh. You now, what are the side effects uh, are when you come off Wellbutrin, your blood pressure rises uh, uh dramatically. So so when they cornered my family like that, like uh, I I I couldn't even like make out what was going on. I was shaking, trembling. And I, I just agreed to whatever, whatever he said. I was like, just take me to jail. Leave my family alone. Because I, I knew what she wanted. She wanted to take my son. And she, she smiled and laughed in my face. You know, the first thing out of my mouth was, do not take my son. Uh, um, officer, do not, do not take my son. I have family that can take him. Do not take my son. First and last thing I said, textbook from, from, uh, you know, from, from the web pages. And, and while she was talking to me while I was doing my field sobriety test, she, she whispers in my ears and, and, and smiles. Your son's going to foster care. I put that on my son's life. Um, about tacky to do but uh, You know, it, she had me. And she broke all the rules, all the laws. And then I, I had family, too. Those money come down, it's my Aunt Barbara. Like, uh, she, she works for NBC News. She has a mansion in Malibu. No criminal background. And they still freaking like, they, they, they put, uh, <laughs> oh, man. And I have everything recorded. And every lawyer I talk to is like, I can't help you. I can't help you. I can't help you. I can help, help you. You're the first person to even, even like, you know, like, to listen to me or even take a call. I remember that. I really appreciate that. And um, so, yeah, you and now, now back? I'm at the appeal right now, and um, I, I, just, I I, just don't know where to go here. Like, every every place I've turned has been either one of their friends. <laughs> really, I've tried up, up the food chain to report them all, and none of it has gone, gone back to me. It's all been their friends. I have, have the email proof. I had the proof that um, I, yeah, I tried to report her, and, and her friend came down and posed as a, as a internal affairs person. Every person I talked to all oh, got swept under the rug. And, like, how does this happen to people, you know?
1: Well, let me ask you something. Did you get your son back?
3: The, the first time, yes. The second time, uh, no, he, 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 he's back with the foster parents that um, wanted him uh, the first time
1: the that let me, let me ask you some questions, okay?
3: Yes. Okay.
1: How, How long, long ago, ago did they take your child from you the second time?
3: Uh, it, it was uh, it was March second. Okay, that's when that's when they stormed in and, and took him. Uh, now okay, the, the, hold on, hold on,
1: hold on. Yes, hold, okay? I'm going to ask you. I want to give you. I'm trying to help you. I yes. want to ask you some. Short questions, and I just want short answers from you. Okay.
3: All right. Yes or no.
1: Yes. So it was March second, two thousand and eighteen. No, no, it was two thousand seventeen.
3: Maybe. Yeah, two thousand seventeen. Okay. Have you lost your parental rights to your son? I I if still you have my know. appeal. Okay. Say again. I don't. Um, I, I had my parental terminated, but then I, I I appealed it, and it, it's in, it's in the uh, state appeal board, or over there um with with a uh, uh, Habibi, what the attorneys?
1: Okay, so if you appealed the termination of your parental rights, you would have appealed to the California Court of Appeals, right. in the uh, second district. They have a, a division out in Ventura now yes. you said to me at the beginning of the case that you lost the first appeal is that correct
3: uh yes uh, uh the the thirteenth of this month um we got the uh what was it the unpublished um something or other and, and and they basically agreed um that um oh was the main appeal was it, it was uh, one to get my my rights granted back to me and the other one was to, to have my son go with family, my aunt Barbara, who has no background you know she, she's perfect she said she didn't have pre, uh, she didn't have precedence uh, within the fifth fifth degree of um uh, uh, kinship and that law just passed like uh,
1: well wait a minute if she's your aunt, then the child i mean she's within the fifth degree of kinship
3: yes right even before even before the change. The appeals
1: judge,
3: see it? I don't
1: judge, think that's a new law. I think that's always been there. Well,
3: uh, um, uh, okay. Uh, they went by the text. Uh, me, me, and my wife, we studied all night to get this stuff. And, and, and they, they, they clarify it with, with a, a little a term next to it because you know, it is very confusing. Uh, the judge went back. I assume she just read the book and uh, she even stated, like, I, I wouldn't even know had a, a rule this one. But uh, yeah, she did fall within the fifth degree. I um, uh, forget the. Hey, uh, um, oh, hold on, gonna, uh, let me refer to my wife. Um, hey, 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 hey uh, um, what was the other uh, other reason why Barbara was denied? Because. Um... Sorry. yeah Hello? Yeah, she, the, uh, yeah Sorry. Um, um, my, my wife has a lot better memory. She she keeps track of all the uh, the files and that. Yeah, uh, they felt that um, uh, she didn't have a, a preferential rights. But um, I I still okay, know how not happened. Let me do that. You have a pen and a piece of paper? Yeah, right in front of me. I've been listening to your show and and, and everything. Um. And, and, and so we have I money. We. Just, to,
1: I want you to write down my email address. Please, yeah. And, And I want you to send me a copy of the unpublished opinion that was just issued in your case. I'm going to read it, and I'm going to give you some advice on what you should do. So my email address is v.davis at at vincentwdavis.com. Vincent W. Davis dot
3: com. Dot com. Thank you so much. Um and yeah that's pretty much it. Um but there's, there's a lot more to it, like you know, like my mom is disabled, this is her home, breaking entering. Um I have um they even said I I can maybe do a, a civil suit against them, but it, that doesn't help get my, my son back. You know? Like um
1: Right
3: the, the and, funny thing is like I have you want to file, you did. if you want to file a civil suit you have to move quickly. Okay. And I'd
1: be willing but, to talk more about that off the air. Um, Once you send me that email, and I'll I'll call you back, and we'll di- we'll discuss that those possibilities. Ah, thank, you.
3: thank you so much. Thank you so much. Okay, yeah, uh, right, I, I will let right away.
1: Call- thank, uh, you uh, thank you for calling. Bye. Seems like that poor gentleman said that he has lost his parental rights already. Um, you know, appeal appeals are sometimes uphill battles. Um, and I just was interested in wanting to see the court's opinion. Um, It seemed like a very tragic story. Uh, You know, I'm sure there's more to the story than what we are able to get in this short time with him, five or ten minutes on the radio. But, um, you know, I just hate hate to hear about parents losing their children in this uh, juvenile dependency system that we have. I think uh, years from now uh, we'll probably... People will probably be writing about and criticizing the system just as we have done with the orphanage system that existed before the foster care system. There are a lot of problems with it. um, And I think it needs improvement. Um, But anyway, we're we're getting close to the end of the show. uh, So I can't take another call. There are a couple things I wanted to mention to uh, the listeners. If, you want a copy of my book, How to Fight Child Protective Services and Win, you can go to Amazon.com or you can send an email to us here at the office and I'll have a copy of the book or the link to the book sent out to you. It's about 70 pages. I wrote it for parents and relatives. I did not write it for lawyers. I did not write it for judges. Um, it gives you an overview of the things of this entire system and things that you should know so that when you make decisions or want to strategize with your attorney, you'll have a better understanding of what this system is, what it does, and what you can do. So go to Amazon and give us and write us an email. Additionally, and I don't think this is on Amazon, um, I used to do seminars um every month or every other month around Southern California. And I haven't done one in a long time. And someone up north asking me to start doing the seminars again, uh, doing them on the web in that way. People you know, all over California, all over the United States, can come in and uh, come to the webinar and listen to the webinar. Um, but if you want a copy of the old seminar that I used to do, we have it on DVD and just send me an email. V. Davis at Vincent W. Davis, and um, we'll send you a copy of the seminar that we used to do. Um, it's about two or three hours long, and it talks about everything that I talk about in the book, but in a sem- seminar format. Our office number is 888-888-6582. My office is open from 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Friday. It's also open on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. And we're about to start a schedule for Sundays. Um, and all of these office hours are basically there for people uh, like you that want to come in, but, you know, they have other obligations during the day. Um, you know, that most people work and, you know, they can't come between 8.30 and 5 or 9 to 6. So we're open to 9 p.m. to meet with you. Um, A lot of people call us every week. Um, I would estimate we get probably about 400 calls a week from people all over the country um, having problems with uh, CPS or DCFS, and it's it's a growing problem throughout the United States, and people are becoming more and more vocal. I want to emphasize that there are things that you can do to change what's happening In the CPS system Number one You can vote Number two You can organize to vote So in California State judges Who sit in these CPS courts Are elected And if they're appointed They have to run for re-election And if they're elected They have to run for re-election And I think it's every six years So your vote In your county elections Is very important If there's a judge who you don't believe is fair or family-oriented, you can vote him or her out of office. And I would urge people to organize together, county by county, state by state, and elect those judges who are going to be family-friendly. The same is with the the state legislature. Um, The state legislature, who has passed all the laws in the welfare industry, Code, they're elected. They're elected by the public, both houses, the representatives and the, and the state senators. You can organize to vote. You can exercise your vote to vote that person in or out of office or to vote someone in that's more family-friendly. In my opinion, there, should, there are a lot of changes that, that should be made to the state laws. For example, I think that uh, people should be given the opportunity to have a jury trial on some or all of the issues in juvenile court cases. I mean, we give jury trials to people that are going to jail, but people probably care more about their children than they do about going to jail. So why shouldn't they have a jury trial? Now, the opponents tell me, well, if you have jury trials, it's going to extend this, it's going to cost more, um, it's going to make the entire system complicated. And I would have to agree, that is all true. But we're talking about people's children. We're talking about people losing their children every day, probably in every county in California and throughout the United States. So please keep in mind that this is important. The other thing that I think one of the laws that should be changed is that currently in California, Probably in a lot of states, um, the social workers are able to use hearsay evidence, but parents aren't mm-hmm. able to use hearsay evidence. So, changed as well. Um, when I first started do, doing juvenile dependency law and CPS cases, there was a law that actually said that social workers had to prove their case in the same manner as you proving a case in the civil courtroom. And that meant that, you know, hearsay uh, couldn't come in. And then the California Supreme Court ruled in a case, um, I think it was Enra Melinda S, ruled many years ago that um, social workers could use hearsay. And uh, the reason, the rationale was because they were, social workers were independent and they were reliable. And by definition, honest. Um, There are a lot of honest social workers out there, don't get me wrong. There are a lot of that aren't honest. So organize the vote. We're running out of time, and we will see you next week on the radio. Please call in and be a guest at 646-668-8791.